Welcome to another episode of King's Chaos. I'm your host, Kyle Puppetone, a.k.a. the Kingpin, parentheses, of spades. And I am joined once again with my special guest, Trevor. How are you? I've been well. I've been very busy with stuff, but... Yeah, it's, it's finals coming nice. up. It's, it's always nice to be on the show. It's always nice to talk about stuff, and... I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's fun, especially these movie ones, and I kind of want to do a couple more of them, too, because, like... You know, we talked about movies and streaming services last time you were on, and, yeah. you know, like, but there are, like, a lot of specific movies yes. coming out soon, too, or, like, new movies that have come out and are coming out soon that, like, I'm actually excited for, because, like, 2020 was a slow year, obviously, for obvious reasons. It was. Um, but, you know, even the movies that did come out, I was, like, there were none of them really caught my attention. And then this year came around, and I know it's not a movie, but WandaVision uh, got me hooked. Uh, the new Mortal Kombat movie, which is today's topic in question. And I'm sure there's a third example that I can't possibly think of, but that's that's where I stand at currently in the movies. Uh, four months into 2021 somehow, because... I don't know how that's possible, but we're almost in May. Let that sink in. <laughs> yeah. But I have to ask. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You first. No, it's just I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just been a weird year and stuff in terms of movies and content and stuff. Yeah. Like last year was very weird, but this year is more like we're getting an explosion of content. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're getting new Marvel stuff like every week for the rest of the year. Because Falcon and the Winter Soldier just finished. Uh, yesterday at the time of recording this, I believe. Yeah. And then I believe we're going to get the behind the scenes uh, this week as of recording. It's very complicated with pre-recorded stuff to throw out dates. But um, so yesterday, so the 24th. So that would make it the 20 what? The 30th, actually, uh, I think is when the behind the scenes come out. And then there's something in between there. I'm pretty sure Black Widow's in May. And then... No, Black Black Widow got pushed to June. Oh, really? Yes. Ah, uh, that's Black a shame. Widow got pushed to July, I think. Yeah, July. Um, wow. Okay. I yeah, they're um, yeah, um. So unfortunately, yeah, the um, Black Widow movie is releasing in July. Dang it! I was kind of looking forward to that. I mean, it's already been I, pushed back a lot. It's already been pushed back enough where it's just like I don't think there's a lot of interest for it. Oh, and I, I think I, I don't want to get into semantics here and just because it's it's a whole other thing and stuff. Right, but, but I, I see what you're saying. Like because it's been pushed back so far, and it's we've gotten all this other stuff that like people are still interested, but it's not going to reach that same level as if it had come out last year. Yes. Yes. And I, I think, well, in my personal opinion, um, 
I think that's just going to be the problem with anything Marvel puts out for me from now on. Like, I will compare everything they put out now to WandaVision, and I don't know if anything can beat that. Yeah, like, like I finished Falcon and Winter Soldier, and it just felt like it wasn't... It had good moments, but it had a lot of flaws. Right. It had a ton of flaws that I can't... It's like the episode counts, the pacing issues, these some of the script writing felt on the nose at times. Oh, really? Some yeah. of the character moments felt very out of place for that character. It was a bunch of things. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I, I don't know too much. I fell out, well, fell out after episode two. Uh, just because, like, I got caught up in work and I didn't really have time to watch it. And just because, like, I, I like the Winter Soldier and I like Falcon as characters, but I'm not as invested in them as I am Wanda and Vision. So I, I just haven't found it in me to ca- uh, catch up yet. Yeah, it's like, how do I explain it without? It's just some of the things they did was just mildly frustrating at times. I can like, imagine, they, yeah. They just, they just didn't think about certain concepts and certain story ideas. Oh, really? And I got to, and I've told people, like, like I don't want to get into everything. I have problems with it, but it's just like, right. That would take up its own show because <laughs> it's 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 really frustrating. But we're here talking to like I think it would be better to focus on the upcoming that last movie that came out on HBO Max. Yeah, which was Mortal Kombat. Which was Mortal Kombat. I I I've been waiting for it because yeah, it came out in theaters, uh, like mid-April. But it didn't release on HBO until just yesterday. Yesterday being the 23rd. No, uh, it, it, it released the same day. Oh, really? It released the same day in theaters and stuff. Oh, then I'm just not caught up then. <laughs> I thought I, I had to wait for it. No. Oops. Well, um, I don't know what to say now. I feel I, I look really dumb. Um, <laughs> but I, I actually, I did, like, I woke up yesterday morning but with enough time before my class and i watched the movie before i did anything else yesterday (laughs) and i i gotta say i i genuinely enjoyed the movie i found myself at the start like kind of nitpicking things like oh that line's kind of ridiculous i don't love that character design oh maybe they could have done this but then watching the movie i'm like this is actually a good time it doesn't look as bad as the one from the 90s. And just, oh, yeah, totally. And it's just like, it doesn't look as ridiculous because the thing that I say to you is like, the thing that I like about it is how they just go full ham into it, how they go full like into the lore and stuff. And yeah. they just don't care about like leaving people by the wayside and laughing about it later. You you mean this, the 2021 version, yeah. right? Yeah, the yeah. 2021 version. And this is not only like the version that we seen before, which is, um, I think back in the early days, like around 2010 and 2011, YouTube, I think there was this Mortal Kombat Reborn. Oh, really? On YouTube. Yeah. Like a YouTube series? Like a YouTube web series where I, I, like somebody pointed out to me again and they said like, 
Oh yeah, remember that show? Remember that YouTube web series where they did like where they did the Mortal Kombat characters and they redid them and stuff? Oh, that's so interesting. I did. I've never heard about this. Um, I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah. So it was like kind of like a fan film, but it was actually right. mandated by like they actually WB said, "Yeah, we're gonna let you have those characters." Oh wow. That's yeah. really good. Well, good for them. And I don't want to get into everything about it, but I saw parts of it when I was when it was releasing, and it was really good parts of it. Wow. I, I think this is the thing that we that Mortal Kombat is one of those series that you can't take it so seriously. Yeah. No, it, it's I... like one of those series they have a giant creature that has four arms. Like that's <laughs> ridiculous in its own right. The yeah. video game has ridiculous things about it, like the fatalities and stuff. Yeah, the whole game is over the top. It presents, like, the stylistic, yeah. the style of it is very, like, realistic and grim. But if you actually get into the game, it's completely ridiculous. And yeah. I think that's what this movie did good. It didn't, it told a good story, but it didn't take itself super no. seriously. It's like, no. we know what Mortal Kombat is. We're going to embrace that. And that's what caught me off guard. I didn't expect it to be so violent. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's one of those things where, um, where I, I, know it, I know the video game is really violent. Yeah. And we can't get into everything about the certain, certain violent scenes. No, because, we got to be very careful with what we say on air. Because certain things that happen in the game, a certain 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 combo things i don't know how to say them without getting in yeah yeah i know what you, I, I know what you mean though but certain some of them are so over the top and so ridiculous that they make final destination they make the final destination death they make the final destination stuff look look nothing by comparison they make it look like nothing like that is the best way to put it i've never heard i've never heard that and i think that is the best way to describe mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah because the like, final destination ones are bad too some of them are really bad i think somebody also said um one of my favorite youtubers he said like final destination is like the world of breadsticks and jelly <laughs> <laughs> he said the, the physics of that is like breadsticks and jelly and he actually said the physics does not make sense in that franchise it does not yeah no i'm yeah but, a lot there's a lot of suspension of disbelief in yeah that one yeah but it's just so funny to me that it's just like that's the best way to explain that's the best way to explain yeah. mortal Kombat. Yeah, it is and like i know this has to do stuff with like you know technology's better since the 90s or whatever but i just the movie itself looked really good yeah like i i think this is the thing we're trying we're starting to see a little bit more of is like the fact that films are starting to look a lot better even if they're really ridiculous and they're really yeah. over the top like that's yeah, the but... thing that's the thing with like um the more recent godzilla movie it looks beautiful it looks breathtaking right and it just looks all the cinematography and stuff looks amazing. Like, you cannot just say that and be like, oh, like, you don't understand this. No, we're actually saying the fact that we're getting to the point where even like an, a fan film can look really good. Oh, yeah. Like, we people can... are shooting movies on their iPhones somehow. Yeah. I can't figure it out, but apparently other people have. And it looks fantastic. And yeah. we might not need 
big over-the-shoulder cameras anymore in a um, few years. Yeah, this is the thing that I really think that one of the points that I find about like video games and video game movies, they're very hard to like translate. Some oh of yeah, definitely. Some some of them are so hard to translate. Like I have, I've seen more bad video game movies than really good ones. Yeah. And the thing is like, you have to be a fan of it first right? before you understand how to make an actual version of that movie. Oh yeah. Like how to make an actual live action version of a video game movie. Yeah. And I think, I think same thing goes for pretty much adapting anything from one form of a media to another. You have to not only understand the material, but enjoy it too. Like, uh, I've mentioned this before, but lately I've been getting into a, a lot into like video game music. So like artists like Nate Wants to Battle, DA Games, all those people who write original songs inspired by video games. Yeah. And you like I'd like I find myself liking the songs more of video of song of this. I find myself liking the songs that were inspired by video games I knew. There we go. Yeah, that's that's a good way. Because, because like, it's fans actually doing it. Yeah, exactly. And it's, like, fans actually respecting what the source material was doing. Exactly. And it goes to this idea of, like, how do you, like, as a filmmaker, as, as me being, like, a filmmaker and a film student, you have to understand, you have to sometimes take yourself out of being a fan and how you're going to, and how are you going to tell this kind of story. Right. As a filmmaker and as a storyteller. Yeah. And put in little nods for the fans that even if they like it, they're going to still have like big moments like that. So one of so one of the things that I find about the recent Mortal Kombat movie is just the fact that even though the director is not a fan of Mortal Kombat, he put in things like like certain like the like the like the fatalities and stuff like that. Right. He put yeah. in stuff like that. He put in things that felt like real. Like even though he wasn't a fan of the game, he understood what the game was. Right. Even if he's not like the most well-known person and well-known director, he understands it. And you have like, I think James Wan produced it. Oh, really? So James Wan actually probably is a fan of the video game, so he knows what he's. So probably is one of the few directors that actually understands that stuff. Right. But you don't have a lot of people like that. You don't have a lot of people in no, Hollywood yeah. who understand who understand like what really goes into an actual like video game movie to make it good. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like, even like other like adaptation, other adaptations, like, um, like comic book movies, you have, uh, some people who don't really understand what goes into it. Uh, I'm not going to throw out specifics, but justice yeah. league, um, yeah, not, 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 not the Snyder version, not the Snyder version, but I I think I think just just I think the Justice League from 2017 was the kind of movie that DC wanted to be like Marvel. Yeah. But DC can't be Marvel because DC Marvel is like fun and happy-go-lucky and stuff. DC is just inherently darker. They have been with yeah. the comic books and yeah. that's how they translate to movie. I think I think the 2017 Justice League was a very studio heavy like influenced project 
Yes, it was. I can't go into everything that I know about the movie, but there are things that I know that's yeah, just that just like you'll be like, yeah, it's definitely studio mandated. Yeah, and especially talking to like like doing research for the Justice Con interview we did, um, like they, they everything everybody on that project, like all the actors, they just had to go through some seriously not good stuff. Like it doesn't sound like it was fun to refilm. Or not refilm, but film the 2017 version. No, and, and it's and it was very clear to me that it, it wasn't the kind of movie that you wanted to like fully exactly talk about and stuff. Right. Because I I just I just think it's one of those things where as a fan of like as a fan of just as a fan of like the Snyder Cut, you can't just tell people oh it's not great it's it's just like no what we're seeing is this. The studio kind of did things that was not for the characters and, and did not work for the characters. Right. But when you look at like something like a, when you look at something like let's say like going back to like the early two thousands with like a movie like like Tomb Raider from the early two thousands with Angelina Jolie. Yeah. That was a movie that genuinely is considered by many to be a really not good movie because they didn't understand who the character was. Right. You mean like the director in the studio didn't understand yeah, the character? Yeah, yeah, Basically, the thing with Tomb Raider is she's basically a female version of Indiana Jones. Yeah. That's it, basically plain and simple. <laughs> Anybody in their right mind could tell you that. It's <laughs> Tomb Raider. Yeah. And that's the thing we're starting to see is like, certain brand, certain video games are starting to actually click and make sense with certain studios but certain but certain people are not like understanding that yeah but yeah like i've seen like so one of the one of the best people to talk to is um one of the best interviews that i've read was the upcoming interview with um was the interview with um jordan rogue roberts oh, okay so he's the guy who directed kong school island this oh is okay this yeah. is getting really nerdy he is directing the upcoming Metal Gear Solid movie. Didn't know there was one of those. So if you want to hear how much passionate he is for that movie, he is a fan. You can tell straight up that he's a fan of Metal Gear Solid. He respects the source material. He talks about it at length. He talked to Hideo Kojima about the game. Oh, wow. What he would do with it in the movie and that stuff. So he talked with Hideo Kojima. And Hideo's like, yeah, I want him to direct it. I mean, that sounds like a man with a passion and a vision. And he talked about it, and then recently they casted Oscar Isaac in the role of Solid Snake. Oh, cool. So we don't know what the fully, when it's going to come out and stuff. Right, yeah. But the idea is that he talks about this idea of, like, there's never a really good video game movie. There's never been. Yeah. Because he... This is like something that you, this is one of the things that I find interesting about him. He's a gamer first and a filmmaker second. Oh, really? So he sees himself more into the video game stuff, but he said, there's never been a good video game because nobody understands how to correlate that first person concept. Yeah, exactly. Into a narrative concept. Right. And Jordan Rogue Roberts, when he directed Kong Island, it felt like I was watching like 
like Apocalypse Now meets like King Kong. Oh, okay. Like Kong Skull Island was awesome yeah. and stuff, and the visuals and stuff. He's a very good film. He's a very good storyteller and a very good filmmaker. And I did not expect that, but this idea that he brought up is like the reason why so many video game movies are so bad is because like it's taking that narrative structure of like a video game yeah of like that whole overall concept of like a first person perspective and right. then putting that into a movie and then trying to fit that point of view into another character and then have the audience be that conduit almost exactly yeah yeah if that makes sense no, no, totally. I, I, I've been, I was, I, I find this very interesting because I've been very intrigued by um, video game movies for a while now. And uh, upon doing a bit more research for this episode, like seeing the ins and outs of why, uh, I just got very, I, I found answers that, you know, make a lot of sense. And that, that was like a big one of them. But we're still talking about video game movies, and we can bleed into some video game songs if you yeah. so feel like it. But you were mentioning earlier how, like, why video game movies are so hard to make and how there's never been a quote-unquote real good video game movie. And you pretty much hit the nail on the head uh, yeah. with the reason you gave, uh, where, you know, it takes you out of that first-person perspective. And that's, like, the number one thing I thought of when speculating on this question. I'm like, well, you eliminate the... The, you eliminate the, um, what is the word? The, the um, the POV, the point. Yes, of view. thank you. Yeah, like the op, you eliminate the option of choice. You you have to sit through a linear story now instead of exploring at your own leisure. But the other thing is, sometimes you can have movies that don't, that aren't technically video game movies, that oh, actually right. feel like video games. Yeah. Like you have like one example that. One of one of my favorite examples is like probably the earliest like probably movies like Stay Alive, which even though that's cheesy, it's still really like it takes that horror video game idea. Yeah. But it puts it into like it, I I can't fully explain Stay Alive because it's just it's yeah. a game it's a movie that feels like a horror video game at times and other times it's just like it could have been written a lot better. Right. Yeah. Because it had so much potential. But I am, um, but yeah, you can have movies and you can have another movie where it's like, where it's more about like, um, how you say, like the um, Brotherhood of the Wolf, which is a French movie All that right, okay. um, Jordan Vogue Roberts also recommended because he's, he's nuts. And he said, this movie feels like a Dark Souls and like Bloodborne game. Oh, wow. From the early, it's like, it's like a movie that's based in the 1700s and like it's about these two fur trappers and stuff in the France. Oh, okay. And basically, um, I don't want to get into everything, but I heard that it's like, if you really want to watch a really good, mo a really good app, a version of a dark souls type movie, right? Dark souls type video game. That's one of them. Sounds like, cool. Like I heard nothing but good things about it. Nice. Yeah, but, but yeah. Unfortunately, we can't hear good things about movies uh, based off of video games, though. More often than not, it's just bad reviews across the board. Yeah, we've seen like stuff like, like, like one one of the best one of one of the best examples is 
the obviously you probably just found out about him, Uwe Boll. Yeah. You, you, you just found out about him. I've known about him for years. Oh, really? Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> there are so many great things about Uwe Boll's movies that are just bad. They're just so <laughs> bad that you, they make it look like The Room, but he's actually making a movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, you know how like The Room is just really bad? Yeah. Like crossing into over so bad it's good territory, but yeah, I've I've seen it. No, it's, uh, this those movies are just really bad. The Bulls like, movies. Oh yeah. yeah, and and if he there's like House of the Dead that he made. There's the movie House of the Dead that he made. There's the movie Alone in the Dark, which is also a video game movie. <laughs> there's, I believe he also did Blood Rain. I think. I'm not familiar with that one. I haven't heard um, of that one. But he did a few really bad video game movies. Yeah. And nobody wants to touch him in Hollywood because he's done all these really bad video game movies. Because he made House of the Dead into this cheesy, really bad like movie. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> why? Why it's... you gotta do this? Well, I can tell you exactly why he did it. <laughs> Taxes. Because tax. Go in. Go on and tell that. <laughs> so. Uh, between the 1970s and uh, mid-2000s, German tax law uh, said anything, um, any contribution or investment made into the filmmaking industry was 100% tax deductible. <laughs> and they did this, uh, and Germany did this as incentive to make movies that were not made in big American Hollywood studios. But as you can tell, if you're offering no taxes, a lot more people are going to do it to not do the taxes rather than out of a passion. And then the law also stated that any returns made on the movie, I'm sorry, the law stated that only taxes would be paid to returns on the movie. So in other words, the worse the movie did and the less it made, the less taxes the person had to pay. It's, it's basically the producers. Like, have you ever seen, have you ever heard about the Mel Brooks movie, The Producers? I have, I've heard of it, but it, I have it's unfortunately that, it, not see it. It's that idea of like, if we make a flop in Broadway, then we'll get more money back if, because it's a flop. Because it's, it's fraudulent and stuff. We, it's just, it, it's just, it's just, it was a joke in producers because nobody in their right mind would actually do that. And no. here we are. And here we are with Uwe Boll, <laughs> which later on in life he actually fight. He would actually fight his critics. I, I heard about boxing. that. Yeah, he liked in boxing, right? He, if you criticize his movie publicly and actually said really good, really interesting things about the movie, he'd be like, "Okay, we're gonna have a boxing match." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's be it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You love it's, to hear it. It's it's like it's like basically the early two thousands. Basically the, the early two thousands was a Wild West show of like video game movies being really bad. Oh yeah, kind of. I like, mean Oh like, sorry, go ahead. For that stretch of time I've never seen any more bad movies in my in bad video game movies. Yeah. I I mean it's all because of it was all because of these laws where like, you know, Hey, you don't got to pay money. But I, I think nowadays we're getting, we're really moving or like Hollywood is moving away from that or who's ever making these movies because like I haven't seen the Angry Birds movie, but I heard it was, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Like as compared to like 
90s Super Mario Brothers movie and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then, like, the other ones that came to mind, Sonic, I heard a lot of people liked. Uh, especially since they had to push it back to entirely redo the CGI. And then because the one I saw recently, too, was Detective Pikachu, which I actually really liked. So to me, these are three really good examples. Angry Birds is more of an example of, like, the consumer market being, making, right. like, a really good, making a really good, like, version of, like, an app game, almost. Basically yeah. an app game. And they didn't have a story for it. They like the Angry Birds game is not a story-driven game. It's not. It's not. Wait, it's not. I've it's been not. following the lore for years. What? It's not. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Uh, no, it's not. And um, yeah. and the other thing is like those two other things. Detective Pikachu was a video game on the DS. Right. And it was really well done. Like the movie was really well done, and you can tell like when I was in film form, like the actual director came and he talked about the movie and stuff. Oh wow. And he was a very nice guy and he understood the fact that even though he wasn't a fan, he had people who were fans around him telling him what to put in. And the production design team was more fans of a Pokemon. So they put in more Pokemon stuff. So the director, yeah, really cool. the director didn't know a lot about Pokemon, yeah. but he had people around him that knew a lot about the Pokemon and he had the Nintendo company to deal with. And Nintendo company is like, yeah, they, they weren't yeah. going to let anything bad slide. Yeah. No, they weren't. Any, they, I, I think they learned a lesson with Super Mario Bros. <laughs> I, I think they did. I, I think a big thing that they should focus on, um, because uh, in, through my research, I found a... Do you know the, cha uh, the YouTube channel Game Theory? Yeah, I used to watch him. I just think he's he's okay. He's, yeah. He's not the best. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I just find it very interesting because I like all that, like, uh, this could possibly mean this kind of stuff. I like all that, like, theorizing stuff. And, like, so I, I, I find it very interesting. But I remember I remembered I saw one a few months ago uh, where he talked about video game movies. And I'm like, maybe I should watch that again before this episode just to, you know, like, keep up with it. <laughs> and, like, one of the things uh, that he found in his research is that uh, when making video game movies, studios don't really focus on the story they're focused more on making the gameplay into a movie, which I think is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. You have the story, why wouldn't you roll with it? So that's the, um, I think in, I think last year we had a really bad video game movie, which was Monster Hunter with Mila Jovovich. Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot you, that movie came out. You forget, you forget that really bad movies come out and you're just like, yeah. Huh, Monster Hunter did come out with Mila Djokovic and the guy who directed <laughs> Event Horizon. Yeah. And, but the thing is this, it's, it's hard because I think what we're seeing is this. It's not like the movie that we're like, we're mad at. It's just more about like the storytelling needs to be at the center of it. Right, exactly. Like you can't just go into it being like, oh, we're going to make this kind of film and this kind of story. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to do that, then just, you know, make an old, your original story. Don't use these characters. Because it, it, it's, it's something we're starting to see in Hollywood where they're starting to run out of ideas. I've kind of, kind of noticed that. I mean, how many live action remakes has Disney put out in the last five years? So one of the things that really is starting to see with that is like the fact that they're running out of ideas means yeah. the fact that they're 
they're going to go for more content that's not normal. Yeah. So what we're seeing is like, is like a new Dune movie, but that's fine. That's by the guy who directed Blade Runner. But the thing is, what we're seeing is this is more like questionable directing choices and questionable films being released. Right. Yeah. I totally agree. As as a fan of like, I think video game movies are going to be easier to adapt because the people like my generation, the millennial, like the millennials, yeah, and some of my some of your gen, some of your generation coming up. I think we're more focused from laser, from video games, so we're going to have a better way of, like Jordan Vogarb has also said this. He said, probably the next generation coming up will more will have more ideas on how to create those kinds of movies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I think I think we're, I think like it's the creativity is kind of like running out with like Hollywood right now, and then we're we we need like a new wave, a new era of people to come in and. Uh, put like their experience and their thought process into it. And I think that could really like reinvigorate like this whole, the whole movie making industry. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. I, I definitely think so. And it's just hard too. Cause you mentioned it before, but like when you make a movie from a video game, you eliminate the player choice. You no longer have, you know, the player making the choices you're having the camera or the story going, go to point A, B, C, and a movie, rather than like A, C, back to A, go to B, loop around, go to C, go to back to A, and then reach the end. Yeah, it's it's something that we're starting to see a little bit more of is the fact that we're just trying to like, how are you going to tell this kind of story? How are you going to make this kind of film? Yeah, exactly. And uh, one that I was, it's not a movie, it's uh, more of a series, but... Uh, one that I was watching recently is um, Dan Gon. It's it's a hard name, Dan Gon Ronpa. So it's originally like a video game slash visual novel, and it's like a whole like murder mystery thing. But the uh, the anime adaptation of it, it went through the exact same story points as the video game, but because you were no longer like investigating the crime scenes as the player itself it didn't hit as well because you weren't discovering the things and piecing them together yourself. You were literally just being told, okay, crime was committed. Now let's see what happened. There was like no in between. Cause they also tried to fit like 70 hours of gameplay into like six. So the thing that that's with that, the problem is like with a complex murder mystery like that, like you can't just go into it being like, okay, I'm going to make a murder mystery. Right. And you, you have to connect with the characters. You have to connect with this. You can't just go into like a film and then this is the other problem that I'm seeing. There's no real connection for a character, for the audience member to care about the characters. Right. What's going to make me care about these characters? What's going to make me like these characters? That's the questions that you should be asking. The questions that we're seeing is like, why is this character so important? The questions that we're kind of seeing is like, okay, this character is important. Why? Oh, who cares? There's there's no point in asking why. Just, exactly. Why, just, why do I care about this character? What, yeah. what What is his motives? What does he stand for? Yeah. And, and this is coming to the juxtaposition of like the fact that video game movies, you have to care about the characters. 
Exactly. Like instantaneously. There's no like, like you can't just go into a video game movie. Okay, like I genuinely don't care, but right. but the thing is like, what I'm starting to see is like people are like, no, you should care about the characters and you should care about what these characters are doing. Oh, yeah, so. totally. And the jokes and this idea of like, I think the kind of movies that we're seeing is that is the movies that we're starting to see is just the fact that people are like me, like are fed up with, with like characters, not that I don't connect with. Right. You're, a whole point of the whole reading uh, books, movies, video games is relating to the characters yeah. and in some cases projecting yourself onto them. Yeah. And I think the, another problem the movie industry has is in a video game, you have a lot more time. You're spending a lot more time with these characters. You have a lot more chance to connect with them. Movie, you get two out, two, two and a half hours at most to introduce the characters, connect with them, tell a story and wrap it up in a satisfying conclusion. Of course, that is if you're not doing a sequel, which more often than not Hollywood is. So what, so what I would do is something like this. Like, let's say if I was doing like a, a movie like Time Splitters. Time Slayers is a video game that's self-parody of movies and stuff like that. How am I going to make you care about a parody, a self-parody of movies and stuff in Hollywood? How am I going to do that? I'm going to make you like the character in the first opening minute of the movie. Yeah, exactly. That's what you do. The thing that I don't see people doing and the thing that I don't see filmmakers doing is making me care about the character in the first minute of the movie. Or making me unlike the character so much that I don't want to—I don't want him to win in any capacity. Exactly. You want to feel an emotion to a character. That's the thing. That's that's the thing. That's the great thing about like a show like Castlevania or a show like, or a, um, or like a stuff like that. We're getting like the anime content, like Castlevania, like something like that. It makes you like the character in the first minute. Right. Like Dracula is a very sympathetic villain. You understand why he's like that. You understand what he is. Right. That's the thing that makes him sympathetic. Because you also understand the fact that he's not a bad guy. He just doesn't like being messed with. That's it. Right, exactly. And if you do that without saying, without just telling us about like, oh, he's a bad character. No, like, why is he a bad character? Why is he a villain? Exactly. Show, don't tell. Yeah. And this is the thing that it's like, and this is the thing that I think Hollywood is forgetting their own rules of like show don't tell. They're forgetting that rule. Yeah. And there's sometimes like, oh, we can make you care about the character because he's like this, because he's like that. No, that doesn't make me care about the character. That's the same problem that Star Wars has right now. You're not making me care about the character in the first minute of the movie. Right, exactly. And that's, that's the problem right now. And that's the problem what they will be forever. Is you're just not focusing on what the character, what makes the character work? Yeah. At the end yeah, of the day. Totally. I, I, it's hard. It's hard to say what's gonna happen because, like, they're very set in the like. I don't know about you, but I see that Hollywood is like very set on a particular formula, and I don't see them changing from that anytime soon. Because they, it's not like they really care if the movie works anymore. People like it, and it brings in money. Why would they change it? It's kind of asking them. It's kind of doing something like this. It's it's basically saying, 
you want the you're getting comfortable it's getting too comfortable with the status quo right exactly you're not thinking about storytelling you're not thinking about this and i've heard and i think is i unfortunately think that people like me and people like people like me and other filmmakers that have the same same feeling and stuff and storytellers are fed up with this yeah we we, i i just think i just think a lot of the audience for this content is fed up with this yeah they are because i i've if you've been given a lot of if you've been given a lot of bad movies over the years you don't want to sit there and be like i can make something better yeah i can make something 10 times better if you're starting to ask yourself even as a person who's not into film something must be better something can be better than this yeah, you can't just keep giving us this stuff and expecting us to like it. I one hundred percent agree. It's that's exactly like you said it better than I ever could. But like, <laughs> we're 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 it's we're tired of the same thing over and over. Yeah. We we're we're looking for something, somebody to break that mold, so to speak, to try something new. And yes, I get it. As time goes on, there's there's seemingly less and less new things to try but that's the point of it being new it's never been done before so you have to go out and look for it i i think people like me and and other people like me are just going to start like making our own opportunities and making our own things because we're sick and tired of being of being given the same stuff over and over again and i i mean like now is is great more than ever because like a lot more young people are doing things earlier and earlier in life. Yeah. That's and, really cool. And yeah, but yeah. 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 But um I have to ask. We've been talking about uh the Mortal Kombat movie, what our thoughts were on. Um I totally forgot what we talked about. Um, um we talk why about video it. game movies are so hard to make. And now, based on everything we've discussed, what are the movies that you like, if you could have, I'll say three. I'll give you three. If you could have three movies made into video games with guaranteed success, like they, they're going to be guaranteed to be good movies, which three video games would you like to see? Um, personally, for me, um, Carnival is one of them. It's an old-school arcade shooter. It's, it's, it's a very ridiculous, over-the-top game. And it's one of those games that I would say is like, I think it would be really interesting to see as a movie because it's kind of homages, it kind of homages things in horror, but does its own thing at the same time. And I kind of would, and I would kind of see it as like almost a survival horror movie. Right. Where these two kids have to escape out of like, because of their own blind, like kidness, they put in a token for, um, the opening intro would probably be about like they put in they put it they bet each other that they can't put in a token for Taron Von Token Taker. Right. That's ridiculous. And then and then basically it's it basically teleports them into the carnival world. Oh. And they has to get back out by so they have to use like the so they have to use their wits and they have to use their own like intelligence to get out of that situation. Right. And there's a bunch of evil things coming for them. Yeah. Like everything wants to get them. Everything. Like like clowns, like we're talking clowns and stuff. We're talking clowns. We're talking Oof. a bunch of things. Oof. And the leader is like a guy who's like, is the is a really evil person, right? And you would find out over the course of that movie. 
that's kind of how I would do it. That sounds really cool. I would do that, and the other one that I would personally want to see is Time Splitters. Right. It's a ridiculous over-the-top video game. Um, it's kind of like a parody of a bunch of other movies. Yeah, I, I remember but you were talking about it a little bit before. It, it, it's kind of like a, a video game movie that would be really fun to watch. It would probably be like a really fun comedy to watch. Yeah. A comedy action movie. Because it homages things about movies, but it doesn't call attention to what movie it is, actually. Oh, really? So it's so, like it's like subtle. It's like completely subtle some of the time. Interesting. And and like if you know the movie, you're just like, that's really funny. Yeah. Oh my, like you're just sitting there, just just being like, that's really funny. I would probably have the first movie. I would actually have it a TV show, because oh, it makes okay. more sense as a TV yeah. show. So it would go over like the course of like, the first season would be the first adventures of him going against the time splitters. Okay. The main character. Yeah. And you would, each episode would take place in a different, in a different year. Oh, okay. In a different year and a different, like, right. Yeah. I see what like you would set up those ideas. So for oh, after cool. series, you would see that. And the third one would, <laughs> would probably be a version of Tony Hawk's underground too. <laughs> I would love to see a version like just, not not a version of that, but just a version of like a skater is just going nuts, like basically a really well written version of Tony Hawk's Underground Two as a movie. Right. Would be awesome to see. Oh I yeah, totally. So. Like, like just 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 like the level of like stunts and stuff. Oh yeah, totally. So funny in its own right. Because if you're a fan of that game, you'd just be like, "This is really funny." And what they should do is they should have Tony Hawk make a cameo in the movie, but just nobody knows who he is. Like Tony Hawk plays yeah. himself in the movie, but nobody recognizes him. Oh yeah, there there would be <laughs> like I would love to make that movie, and it's just like I would have probably like you would follow a group of skaters who are trying to create their own like version of the they love the video game, so the video game is in the universe and stuff. Oh, smart. So the idea is they're trying to create their own like world yeah. tour and stuff but oh, they man. cause so much destruction and stuff on the way <laughs> and stuff and the whole joke is like they get banned by this country they got banned by this country they got banned by that country and the whole joke just is worldwide like, wanted just worldwide wanted and it comes <laughs> and i would just imagine like that would actually be really funny because over the course of the movie they cause so much destruction and like and like at the end of like by the end of like when they leave a city I'd actually have the total destruction of money that they did in the bottom. Just like come up on screen. Like as a, as like as like this much money, ten million dollars in destruction, <laughs> and it just goes up every single time. Like they, like it's like an Indiana Jones thing, and you just see the tally. You just see like as they go to a different country, you just and see it's the it's the it's whatever form of currency is yeah, it's, used it's that. in that country. And then you just at the end you see the total tally, and you're just like, oh no, <laughs> the total tally equals the budget of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole joke. That's oh. what I would do. I would love that. Yeah, no, that'd, that'd be, be that'd be a really fun movie. That'd be like a perfect video game version of Tony Hawk's. Yeah, I, I guess it's my turn. But the yeah. problem is, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm, I literally have Steam pulled up right now, <laughs> looking at my games, and like none of them are really like story heavy games. But I did come up with a few that I think would be cool. Number one, I think a super hot video, uh, super hot movie, would be really cool. 
Um, do you, you know that game, right? Kind of. Yeah. yeah, so the whole purpose of the game is time only moves while you move, and there's, like, this whole computer virus thing. I don't know the semantics of the story, but the gameplay mechanic is time moves when you move, and I think if they get the story right, that could translate really well into a game because, like, the story's there, but it's hidden a little bit, so you'd have to do some digging if you want to adapt that story. But I think that's the number one I was due. Like number It's kind of like a, a John Wick version. Yeah, kind of. Like you would you would pitch it as like a John Wick type movie. Yeah. Set in time, like, a, like John Wick in bullet time. Like like but you're just it could be very interesting. It could be. Like yeah, that's I, the thing. It could be very interesting. If they do it I I like here's my thing. If if they know if people know what they're doing, I think any idea could be made interesting, but you have to do it right. Yeah. So that's the first one. I get, and then I said, like, kind of as a joke movie, like, it obviously wouldn't take itself seriously. I'd like to see like Rocket League as a movie. I just thought, I just think that'd be a ridiculous idea. Like, like I, I could imagine that as a really fun, over the top, like '80s movie almost. Yeah, like an almost homage to the early '80s, like yeah. of like, um, like def, like a version of like, um, like oh, which one I'm thinking about? I know which one I'm thinking about, but I can't say the title of it. Right. Okay. But yeah. it's but it's a certain movie from the nineteen seventies. Yeah. And it's. I, I just like, imagine like, re, like, life sized cars with a giant soccer ball, and they're just like flipping all over the place. I, I would have a joke scene. I would have it be almost like a parody of those types of movies. Yeah. Where it would have a scene where you just like where the main character's friend gets killed off midway through <laughs> the movie, <laughs> and then he goes to like the funeral and stuff, and then that's the whole like. It's kind of like parodying Top Gun and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it'd be like that. Like that's how I kind of... Like, like a whole underdog sports movie. Yeah, like a whole underdog sports movie, but it doesn't understand the fact that it's a joke. Yeah. Like that's the whole joke. That, that'd that be great. And now the third one. Oh, this one's a hard one. So ones I thought of were... Once again, this would be another joke, but Balloon's Tower Defense I thought would be a funny movie, but obviously no. That would just be Planet of the Apes. Um, and then Fall Guys I thought of as another movie that could be cool if they did it right. It'd be kind of like a Running Man kind of movie where it's like a game show that, like, they're kind of trapped in and stuff. It, so it, maybe. Yeah, like, I could kind of see it like this. Like, Fall Guys could be really fun if you just, if you make it more of, like, Smash TV, but a live-action version of that. It, right. Where if you move, if you stop for any second... You're gone. You're gone. Into the goo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you ever heard of Smash TV, it's kind of like, that's how I kind of would pitch it as, like, a right. a movie that's so fast, but it takes place in, like, an abandoned city complex. Yeah. That's where it would be. Like, and people are, like, obsessed with this reality show, of, like, Fall right. Guy. It's the big show. That's how yeah. I can imagine it. I feel like there's a lot of those, like, movies that, like, oh, look, there's a dystopian world and everybody tunes in for this one show. So I feel like that might be overdone. You'd have to do something really spectacular. No, it would, it would take place in modern day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would take place in modern day. And the whole joke of it would be, like, people are so obsessed with reality TV. Why don't we give them something that's so realistic that they'll be like, no way this is real. Yeah. Like, like they'll put out, like, I would have... I would imagine a scene like in a boardroom where they're like, how are we going to make this look like this is not, this is fake. Right. Everything they're seeing is fake. 
jelly beans. No, like, um, I think the idea I'm trying to get at is, like, I'd play with this idea of, I would play around with this idea of everything not being portrayed to the media as real. Right. Oh, okay. So they think, everybody thinks that it's not real. Uh, so they market it as not real. And they then... market it as not real, but everything that happens in the show is real. That's how we do it. Yeah, actually, that, that like, after hearing that, that, that could be a really good movie. That one could work. Because it plays with the idea of, like, making fun of those shows. Right. By saying, like, oh, like, things like um, wrestling is fake. Right, exactly. And, like, taking that and being like, what if it isn't? What if it isn't actually fake? What if we see on TV is actually what happens? I mean, like? I, I do feel like the, the some of those wrestlers are in genuine pain at some points. No, they are. And yeah. but the thing is, what I'm doing is like, you're asking your. What I'm doing is like, is asking myself those questions. What's going to make it different? What's going to make it stand out? Right. What can make it connect to the idea of the move of the video game by doing something different with it? Right. Like that's what you're. That's what I'm doing. I'm taking like a fan of the video game, being like, okay, what would I want to see? What would I want to see on screen? Yeah. That's the main questions that you ask. That I ask myself as. A movie fan and a, a a video game person. Like you can't just be like, oh, like I want to see Tony Hawk's Underground. How are you going to make it? How are you going to make a film like that? How are you going to do a film like that? How are you That's going to not call attention to that stuff? Right. That's the question. Like, I wouldn't call it Tony Hawk's Underground. I call it TH World Tour. There you go. Because people would be like, oh, what's TH stand for? Tony Hawk and people will be like really I'm like yeah yeah that's the whole joke of it <laughs> and but but it's just this idea of like you have like this is the one thing that I always say to this is the one thing that I think is really great is when you're making a sh when you're making an idea you have to think about would you want to see that the on screen right would you want to see this movie and pay for it for, oh, yeah, totally. for this amount of money. That's what you have to start thinking about. Yeah. And I think that's what our, the next generation of filmmakers are starting to think about. What can we see on screen? Right. What do we want to see on screen? Yeah. I, I think that applies to, and I'll, I'll leave this, I'll, this will be the, my last closing thought, but I, I think that applies to like any form of media. Like if you're making music, would I want to listen to this? If you don't want to listen to it, why is anybody else going to? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, and and this is also my my closing thought. <laughs> it's it's something that you always think about, and this is something that's very important. It just what you want to see as a fan is also what other fans want to see. Right. Exactly. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you have the idea, and I'm. With 7 billion people, the odds of nobody sharing that interest with you are astronomical. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's a really good way of looking at it. Like, it's, it's cool to have an idea or, like, a concept, but you, ha if you, want, you have to flesh it out to what you would want to see. Yes. So I, I definitely think that's a really good way of looking at it when it comes to just the creative field in general. Mm-hmm. 
But unfortunately, we have run out of time. Which is a shame, because I really like this one, and I feel like I could keep talking about this for, like, ever. <laughs> it, it is. It is very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Especially, especially, like, once you figure out, like, all the reasons why video game movies haven't done good. It's because nobody wants them to. Well, <laughs> nobody did want them to. I feel like it's a little different now. Yeah, totally. But that's going to do it for this week. I know we didn't do really like an end segment, but I feel like the three movies into video games was one enough. It just didn't have a fancy title, so sorry about that. Anyway, and I will see you all next time. Until then, have a maximum week. Goodbye. Bye.